Hey guys, my name is Todd. I'm a pastor here at Riverwalk Church, and we just want to say thank you so much for joining in on this message today. If you guys want to connect with us or if you have any prayer requests or questions, we just ask that you go to riverwalkchurch.com and we will get back to you as soon as possible. We hope that you enjoy the message today. Hey everyone, I hope you had a Merry Christmas. I hope that the sermons that we have been sharing up until Christmas have helped you to have a wonderful Christmas. That you open presents, not with a closed heart, but an open heart. That you're celebrating or that you celebrated the birth of Jesus with a heart full of love. That you had a Christmas season full of forgiveness full of love, and that you have had a wonderful Christmas. We love y'all, and we want to welcome you into Riverwalk Church's online campus. Today is going to be our last Christmas service, and I still want to say Merry Christmas to you. It's over, I know, but Merry Christmas. It's a wonderful time of the year. So today is going to be our last Christmas sermon, and uh, you know I want to ask you, how many of you are planners? How many of you like to have a plan, like real planners? Like you started preparing for Christmas in July, right? You're already thinking about Hobby Lobby. You're already thinking about Christmas lights. You already started to buy your kids' Christmas presents, you start hiding them in the closet and under the bed, and you are a planner, right? Some of you are the exact opposite. Some of you waited to Christmas Eve to go and to buy your wife's Christmas present, right? You're at Walmart trying to get that hot toy of the year four hours before you put it under the Christmas tree, hoping that it's there. And then you're surprised that it's not there. Who would have knew the hottest toy of the year was not on the shelf four hours before you had to put it under the tree, right? You're the exact opposite. You're not a planner. But some of you are planning next year's Christmas right now because you see the areas that didn't go right. So you're planning on how to make next Christmas a better Christmas, right? Now, um, I wouldn't say that I'm a big planner, but I like for everything. I like to have a routine. I like for, I don't, I don't want to have to plan. I want everything to go like it's supposed to go, right? That I wake up in the morning, I get my shower, I do my routine, and then I head to work, I get my coffee, and everything's the same, right? Day after day after day. I don't like when my routine is messed up. I don't like when the kids, maybe it takes a little longer to get their shoes tied, right? So it pushes me later in my routine and getting my coffee and getting, getting to work. And I feel like I have to rush because my routine is changed. I don't like my plans to change, especially last minute. But, but as, as much as it hurts me to say this, right? As much as it hurts me to say this, plans change, and it's hardly the way that we want them to. 
like losing a job or a new diagnosis or maybe this Christmas you had an empty chair that you weren't expecting. And so I want to talk about change. I want to talk about surprises that are changing, and we're going to revisit the Christmas story. And we're going to look at two different Gospels and look at the story. We're going to look at the perspective of Mary, and then we're going to look at the perspective of Joseph. All right, so we're going to read Mary's perspective of this change, and we're going to be in uh, Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. It's a good bit of reading, but it's okay to read your Bible in church, right? In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. So she was engaged to a man named Joseph. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to tell her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord your God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said, How can this be? Uh, I am a virgin. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child will be born, and he will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this in the sixth month, with her who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Wow, this is pretty interesting. First, I want to point out the fact that the angel randomly popped into this room and said, Whoa, hey, don't be afraid. And um, I don't know for you, but I think I would be like Mary, and I would be like, What do you mean don't be afraid? Where did you come from? How did you get here? Who are you? And uh, kind of weird, right? But, but this goes on, and it starts to let us know the roles that each person plays in this, where the angel plays, where Elizabeth, Mary, Joseph. And let's, let's, let's bring this back right quick. Let's act like Mary and Joseph are regular people, right? Mary's this young, sweet, intelligent uh, she's faithful to her youth group, right? Joseph, right? Uh, Joey's a youth leader. He's focused. He's funny. He's passionate, right? He has a job. He's not always just on his Xbox. And they met. And Joey wanted to take uh, uh, Mary to the Nazarene coffee house and they, they went on a date. They really fell for each other. Mary smiles, and 
it gets to Joseph, right? Joey kind of flexed his muscles a little bit, and, and they were in love. Mary and Joey go out for this walk, and they, they get on top of, of this bridge, and, and, and Joey gets down to one knee, and he proposes to Mary. The photographer pops up from the other side of the bridge and takes those perfect pictures for Instagram, right? For Facebook. And then Mary looks up at jo- or Mary looks down at Joseph and says what every uh, man who's proposing wants to hear, right? Uh, she goes, Are you serious? Wait, is that not the response? That's just the response my wife gave me? That, you're telling me that's not normal? Okay, so, so she gets down, she cries, and she says yes, and Joey cries, and, and everything, they're deeply in love. They start planning their wedding, Joey's mother-in-law has just come in, and she's, take, she's took over the planning of the wedding, and they don't care because they're in love, and they just want to be married. They talk about their future. Joey wants to open up his own store. He's got this patent for this tool. It's going to make carpentry so much easier. They want two kids. They want a boy. They want a girl. And they wanted to live their lives happily, just living the Bethlehem dream, right? Living the Galilean Nazareth dream. But there's a change of plans. An angel came to Mary and said, you're going to be pregnant. So imagine it. Ladies, imagine this. Husbands, imagine this too. You walk in to your husband who you have not been intimate with, uh, and you tell them, hey, baby, I'm pregnant. But don't worry It's by the Holy Spirit, right? Was Joey excited to hear this news? That his wife, who he loves and he's crazy about, comes in and says, baby, I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit. He said, what? Who's this Holy Spirit? How do I get to him? I'll kill him. What do you mean you're pregnant? He's devastated. He's embarrassed. He's already made a non-refundable deposit with the garden marriage in. He's already got the invites out, right? He's hired Beolite Media to, to be there to record everything, and they won't take a refund. And now he's got to go to his parents. He's got to go to his family and say, Hey, listen, Mary's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. We're calling the wedding off. Mary is devastated. Mary only wanted to do what God has called her to do. And now her future with Joey is over. She'll be a single mom in a culture that um, would be a lot different than where we're at now. Um, She couldn't work. Chances are she would she'd become a beggar with, with her new baby. 
because she obeyed and accepted the will of God and the purpose on her life that he had for her. Her name will be slandered. It'll all be through the rumor mill of the church, right? And she feels like God is punishing her. She feels like she's being punished for doing what God has called her to do, for the purpose that God has in her life. Could you imagine Joey in his room, Mary in her room, and they're both just sitting there upset, and they're rehearsing in their mind, this isn't what I had planned. And some of you can relate to this. You're trying to provide a good Christmas. You're trying to make plans, but your car broke down, right? You, you took a different job, and now they're downsizing, and you're going to be job hunting. You are promised, and you promised each other faithfulness, but the other spouse didn't take it serious. You raised your kids to be the best, and you did your best to raise them, but they're rebelling in just a massive way. You didn't ask for migraines. You didn't plan for fighting depression. You didn't plan on getting sick. This isn't what I wanted. This isn't what I planned. But I want to tell you this today. You don't have to understand the plan to trust God has a purpose. You don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. Proverbs 19 verse 21 says, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. What is the overall plan in your life? And that's to trust God's purpose. Some of you are watching and you might be old enough to understand my reference that I'm about to say. But as Paul Harvey used to say, and now the rest of the story. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25 reads like this. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, they were engaged, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife for what would, or excuse me, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. 
Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. When Joseph awoke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, and he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and they called his name Jesus. Wow. Joseph is devastated. He's embarrassed. He's hurt. And he's troubled. But God. But God. He stepped in and he changed. Now, some theologians, this, this is where it gets fun, right? We, we played about them being young and in love. Let's, let's continue that on a little bit, right? Some theologians says it's three months Three months since Mary came to Joseph and said, hey, listen, I'm pregnant, miraculously pregnant. And then the angel of the Lord visits Joseph. Like, like you know, in my mind, I would say, wait till they're together. Angel appears to both of them. They work this out together, right? But, but, but many of the plans in the mind of a man, right? But God's plan. Right, listen. So, so, so this is, guys, listen. Can you imagine what's going to go on at this time? Right? Mary came to him, said, Hey, baby, I'm pregnant. And Joseph loses his mind. And he says, We're getting divorced. And he leaves, and everything happens. And now Joseph woke up. Play this in your mind with your spouse. Will you do that with me? Joseph works up the courage and he went to Mary and he had to say it. He had to say those three words that no man wants to say. So he took a deep breath. He looked her right into the gateway of her soul and he said those three little words. Those three words. Listen, guys, I'm struggling here. He said those three words. You were right. Followed by two more words that are very difficult to say at times. I'm sorry. Joseph had to go to Mary, who's devastated. She's heartbroken. She's embarrassed. She's bearing the weight uh, of carrying the Savior of the world in her womb by herself. And three months later, Joseph comes to her and says, Baby, you were right. I'm sorry. Now, listen. If Mary would have been born here in L.A., right, lower Alabama, I just imagine Mary would have looked at him and said, oh, it took an act of God for you to believe me. When I came to you and I said that I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit, you lost your mind. But when God tells you that I'm pregnant, then you believe me? You've been running off, signing divorce papers, You've been trying to put me away that we don't get married, and now you believe me? Play that in your mind with your spouse. 
three months. Go ahead. You, you know how your spouse will, will respond, right? Or, or ladies, why don't you think in your mind how you would respond if your husband came to you and it took an act of God for them to believe you? But God was in the middle of their mess. And I want you to know that God is in the middle of the mess that you're in right now. And that you don't have to trust your plan, right? Your plan can fail because God's purpose is here. And God's purpose is in your pain. God's purpose is working out through you and in you and in the community that you're in. God is in the middle of your mess. And God tells us that uh, many ways, that God says, excuse me, God says, my ways are higher than your ways. My purposes are different than your plans. But like I said, God's purpose is there. God is in the middle of your mess. Sometimes God's greatest invitations, right? Sometimes God's greatest invitations feel like our worst interruptions. Sometimes God's greatest invitations feel like our worst interruptions. God often interrupts our plans with His purpose. I, I want you to catch that. Sometimes, or, or listen, God often interrupts our plans with His purpose. And I can look back into to my life and the ministry that, that I've walked through the last 12, 15 years, and I remember what I had planned. I remember the way things were supposed to be worked out in my life and how it didn't. Last week, I shared with you how I got kicked out of my internship, right? Out of 20, 25 people, I was the only one through the whole program who got kicked out. Three different groups came in one got kicked out. And how it devastated me and how it hurt me and how I had to deal with the labels and the pain and the shame of my past. But then I could look at it and see God's plan. That God was in the middle of my mess. And no matter how devastated I was, no matter how pained I was, no matter how hurt I was and how the things that I had planned didn't work out, I saw God's hand and God's love and God's provision in the middle of my mess. And God often interrupts our plans with His purpose. I want you to capture that today. God often interrupts our plans with His purpose. Now, it's time to give birth to this miracle baby, right? Mary's carrying the blessed child of God. I mean, come on, you've got such a good relation with the baby's daddy. It should all be easy at this point. It should be so smooth, so easy. Like, right, like you're thinking, if I'm burying, if I'm barren, or if I am carrying, right, the blessed Son of God, like maybe He could throw me a bone and like 
not let me have pain in childbirth. Come on, ladies. Maybe, maybe it could go smooth and glorious and everything is going to be the way it's supposed to be. But no, Mary is now riding on the back of a donkey and they're on the run. Joseph has the donkey by, by the, whatever that's called, <laughs> not a leash, but, but whatever it's called. And Joseph's moving as fast as he's come, as he can, and he's running stop signs, and he's uh, running stop lights, and he's in a hurry, and he forgot to make the reservations in the Bethlehem Inn. Now, they got to be in a stable. So he parks the donkey, he starts to move the goats out of the way. He starts to move the horses to make room for the Savior of the universe, the Savior of the world, to be born. And baby Jesus was born, and all is well, right? No, now the king wants the baby dead. So now they load up their donkey again, and they're running for their lives again. Listen, this whole process, none of it has gone as they planned. Listen, this isn't what the Jewish people planned either, right? They wanted their Savior to come and to overcome the government and to be a great man of power and, and victory and war, but instead, their Savior is born in a stable. They rejected Jesus. They rejected his deity. They rejected that he's God, and they put him on a cross and killed him because it, he didn't come as they planned. Listen, don't worry so much about your plans that you reject what God has purposed in your life. Don't worry so much about your plans that you reject what God has purposed in your life. Let's continue on with this. Let's fast forward. Jesus has lived his life. Jesus has been working miracles. He's been seeing people healed, delivered. He's seen them, their minds made whole. And what happened? Now Mary, this baby boy, her baby boy that she went through all of that turmoil to carry. Now he's a grown man. And a mother is watching her son being killed on a cross. She's looking up at him, saying, this isn't what I had watching her son hang on a cross, forgiving people for what they have done, praying for him. This isn't what Mary had planned. But you don't have to understand the plan when you trust God's purpose. You don't have to understand the plan when you trust God's purpose. You don't have to understand what God is doing, but you just have to trust why he's doing it. Wow, the story of Christmas. No one 
could have planned that. God becoming man, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born in swaddling clothes, the same clothes that was used to prepare people for burial, right? They took these clothes and they wrapped him up in there, kind of saying that Jesus was born to die. Mary and Joseph had a plan. God has a purpose. What was that purpose? I'll tell you. The purpose was you. The purpose was you. Mary and Joseph had a plan, but God had a purpose. People say Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus is the reason for the season. Yeah, yeah, we understand that. But if you ask God what the reason of the season is in his heart, he would say, it's you. You are the reason for the season. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever will believe in him will be saved. This plan was all changed for you. God's purpose was you. You are the reason for the season. And listen, some of this is hitting home with you right now. Some of you are relating to the change of plans. Some of you are relating to what has happened to you, what happened to Mary and what's happening to you, and it's not what you expected. But listen, God is faithful. Trust His purpose. And do you believe that God has a purpose for you? Maybe you're watching this and all of your plans have blown up. There's no hope in your old plans. But today, I want you to believe that God has a purpose. How do you believe that? By believing in Him. Some of you may be asking today that for me to be right with God, I need to be good. No, you don't. Jesus was good. Some of you are looking and saying, I, I just have to make a sacrifice. No, Jesus made that sacrifice. Jesus was that sacrifice for you. Some of you could be saying, but, 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 but I need to be religious. No, Jesus was righteous for me. Some of you are saying, I need to be righteous. Will you change that, like the Jesus, just where I said that need to be religious? We'll just, yep. Some of you are saying, I need to be righteous. No, no, no. Jesus was righteous for you. Proverbs 19, 21 says, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of of the Lord that will stand. Everyone, God's purpose is being worked out in your life. You don't have to understand the plan. You don't have to understand the purpose. You don't have to understand everything that's going on. But God has a purpose in where you're at, why you're at, what you're going through, what you are going through, right? 
not to stop you. It's not to kill you. It's not to end you. God has a purpose in what you're going through, and you need to trust Him. You trust His purpose by trusting Him, that God, I don't know what you're taking me through, but I know you're with me. God, I don't know what's happening in my life right now, but I know that you're with me. I know that you are making me to be an overcomer. I know that you're creating in me a purpose and a plan for my life that's better than the purpose and the plan that I had. So this Christmas may or may not have gone the way you planned. Your life up until this point may not have gone as you have had planned. But listen, the journey starts here. The journey starts now. Trust in God Trust in God's purpose. And the plan will work itself out. I want to pray for you. God, we love you and we thank you so much for what you're doing in my life. God, we thank you for what you're doing in the lives of the individuals who are watching today. God, uh, it may not have gone as the way that they planned. Life may have fallen apart. God, plans may have crumbled. Marriages may have happened. Diagnoses may have happened this year that, that left us wondering, this is not what we had planned. But God, you have purpose. You have love. You have provision for where we're at. And God, we don't trust our plans, but we trust your purpose. So God, uh, as I'm praying, God, as we're hearing and kind of chewing on these thoughts, Lord, I pray the Holy Spirit is working in our hearts and encouraging us, uplifting us, and stirring us, Lord, to be what you've called us to be. God, you're encouraging us with your purpose for our lives. God, I thank you so much for everyone who's watched. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, uh, this is the last service of the year, and starting next week, we're actually going to be moving our service from 5 p.m., to 11 a.m. So if you've been watching, look for the reminders on social media, uh, the events, everything, that, that, that the message will be at 11 a.m. because we are actually moving our services from 5 p.m. to 11 a.m. So that's gonna be for online, that's gonna be for in purpose. We are so excited that God has opened up a door to where we can start meeting at 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings, and we can't wait to see you on Sunday mornings. Once again, I just wanna say Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I, I hope that the, the things that you have planned, right, we just talked about plans, the goals that you have for 2022, I pray for favor, and I pray that you have an incredible start of the year. If you found this message uh, encouraging, I want you to send it to someone who needs to hear it. If you're watching for the first time, why don't you put in the comments uh, below where you're watching from. If you need prayer, if you need someone to talk to, go to riverwalkchurch.com or uh, you can share, uh, send us a message on social media. We love y'all so much. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We want to thank you guys so much for joining in today's message with Pastor Steve. If you guys have any questions or prayer requests, we just ask that once again you go to riverwalkchurch.com. And we thank you so much for joining in. We hope you have a good day.